coming of age. The podcast. A cautionary tale. Listen to what they say, then do the opposite. Your hosts, Colin Flynn and John M. Craig. Thank you for joining us. You are listening to Unbecoming of Age, the podcast hosted by two guys that have never met in real life. I am one of those guys. My name is Colin Flynn and I live in Iowa. My co-host is Mr. John M. Craig. And I'm in Red Bank, New Jersey. And Colin, this is real life. We have never laid eyes on one another in person, face to face. But here we are for the 130, I can't see, 35th time? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Uh, How's it going, man? It's going. It's going. It's happening. Uh, I just put it right back on you. It's like two guys doing improv, not ready to go. Be like, what's going on, man? How's it going? You got nothing? <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> you doing it's the same as it ever was. Yeah, I just uh, turned on the microphone and uh, wow, I have to, I have to actually uh, come up with something to say now. Is that how this works? Yeah, it does. But uh, yeah. Uh, All right. Well, I have questions. Okay. Questions are. Go ahead. So you, you said the uh, last time you said that you, you and your twin sister are the youngest of eight. Is that correct? That is correct. Yes. Now, now, which one of you is older? Uh, that would be, uh, she is older by an so hour and a half. You're the baby by an hour and a half. Yes. Uh, yep, wow. Yep. That doesn't seem like an easy labor. To it would do seem that like twice. they would pop just one, one after another would just be like, bam, bam. But, uh, it didn't work that way. I, I don't know. I wasn't, uh, I'm not sure. Yeah. How that usually comes off, but how similar are you and your sister in personality and all that and completely whatnot. opposite i think i know yeah. you know i don't know if it's completely opposite but uh you know there, there's definitely I, I don't think we're 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 too much alike necessarily i think when you get into a situation with twins uh you know uh, identical twins i sp- would suppose they would be more more apt to uh be alike although i've got i i grew up with some uh, uh brothers that were uh, identical twins and a lot of people said they couldn't tell them apart and they were so much alike and uh, i didn't think they were alike at all and, and I, I could always tell them apart but um in the case of uh, fraternal twins is that how it is is it fraternal? yeah fraternal twins um the uh you know boy girl uh type thing uh no no i i don't think there's much going did, on there did you dress the same when you were growing up uh just panties uh I like to wear yeah. the same same panties. did you uh did you plan that out or just is that you just only had the same pairs of panties eight uh, kids i mean usually you're gonna be hand-me-downs and yeah 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 i you know everybody was older we my parents had kids five years apart they were catholics and so you know they'd uh, they'd keep that rhythm method going i would guess for a while probably and then uh, things would uh yeah they'd get a, rela- a little relaxed or a little too relaxed or i don't know <laughs> There's I don't know how it works. I don't know al- alcohol involved or something, but no, we're we're not alike. Uh, really, really not. Yeah. And, and uh, no, didn't. Uh, thank God. I'm I'm really glad. As um, you know, uh, I would I would not want to be a twin. Uh, the, the the type where people dress alike and and do that you know matchy thing. I would mm-hmm. I, I would try to do the opposite. I think if if I were in that situation. Did you get along? Uh, you know, I think it was just normal brother and sister stuff. I don't think there's much difference there. I mean, you know, uh, in terms of of uh, the way that you know shook out. I think it, just yeah. And, and even though she's only an hour and a half older than you, you said that she's a lot older than you are in terms of like an older, not an older soul, but just like culturally, like like almost feels like a different generation. Would you say? 
She went last week to, uh, I saw, on, she, she posted some stuff uh, online that uh, she and some friends went to, uh, they went to see a George Thorogood concert. Okay. And, and I had to ask myself, um, would I go see a George Thorogood concert? Right, right. <laughs> and I, I'm old enough to have, uh, you know, I, there was a time when I listened to George Thorogood uh, and uh thought some of those songs were okay i was in radio at the time a lot of that stuff came out so that would you you would think would disqualify me instantly because that's the way a lot of people that's the way it works you go through you know a certain uh developmental stage in your life where uh if you uh you know if you went to high school and everybody was uh, listening to uh the eagles or the pixies or you know the whatever uh lumineers or whatever people are listening right, whatever to whatever it is yeah, yeah whatever it is you, you kind of tend to for the most part people tend to stay in that in in that mode and they just listen to that for right. the rest of their life i've always been the kind of person that's moved on um if so she, i you know so she went to george thorogood and i think and enjoyed it i don't think i'd go to george thorogood uh right so she's right not now. listening to kendrick lamar at any point no you don't think no no okay. i don't think so i don't think so and that's always been something I, that i've it's always appealed to me as far as music goes somebody asked me once about you know what's what's your favorite song is and you know and uh trying to nail down something like that and we're talking about uh, favorite music and for me it really it is the, the the next new song that i hear that excites me that that um i i there's i you know familiarity in music is great and hearing some kind of an old song and i'm sure i'd probably could listen to you know if a george thorogood song came on sometime and caught me in the right mood i i might uh, i might really uh, you know enjoy it but uh um you know really for me discovering new music has always been something uh that has been uh, exciting for me and so if i i hear a new band a new song new new somebody um that to me is always uh is more uh more of a big deal than uh, you know trying to go back and listen to Jimmy Buffett again or or something like that. Do do you and your sister dress alike now? Any mm, ever? No, no, we never did dress alike. You know, never okay. did. That was yeah, no, I know. I mean, I just I wonder now, like every now and again, just for shits and giggles, maybe it's fun. No, no, no. Okay. Yeah. And do you, you know, do you see her much? these days uh i haven't seen her in quite a while but uh no not not that often um she's we actually live in the same town but i don't really you see live in the same now. town nieces and nephews uh they're all grown they're, they're grown uh, kids yeah her kids are all uh, out of the house so anyway yeah i don't yeah, see her so that much that's, 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 no no ill will or, or animosity or anything like that I, I actually will see her this coming weekend but uh, her, you have a family uh, get her, together. Her, her daughter, uh, my my niece Hillary, is uh, going to have her first child, and they're having a uh, some sort of a baby shower thing. Oh, cool! So yeah, we'll go to that. Nice. I want to. I want to hear more. I want to hear more about the Flynn family. The Flynn family. Yeah. My family has always been. Um, uh, infrequent when we get together. We we it seems like when we do get together, uh, it's always. Uh, you know, it's it's always pleasant and uh, fairly uh, short lived. I, I wouldn't in in uh, a lot of Irish goodbyes. Uh, yeah, yeah, actually, it's, we're we're pretty good at that. And and the, the idea that anybody would go like spend a week together, you know, like let's all go, uh, you know, to a cabin uh, in the woods and and be there all week with each other. No, not going to happen. Um, yeah. you know, a day a day or two, uh, uh, it's enough. 
and then everybody goes their separate ways. And uh, yeah, but the, the idea that yeah, there's going to be um, long stretches of, of of togetherness doesn't exist. I would say an hour or two. <laughs> an hour or two is enough. You know, I'd be like, ah, right, it's time to go. Yeah. <laughs> we've spent enough time together. Yeah, exactly. We're. Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I think it's a little. I mean, for me, I think it's a little different when it comes to my. Uh, like my my nephew, who's you know still only like sixteen months, you know he's it's still different. cute. It's a baby, still you know cute. he's cute. He's like oh yeah yeah. So now you had you had grandkids over uh, this week. I saw I saw a photo you posted on Instagram. It looked like a little treehouse. It looked like a really nice treehouse. That is, is that, that's an that? well. It's uh, it's not a treehouse. It's just a freestanding uh, fort type thing. You know, I, I guess yeah. it looked like it was high up, unless it was a low angle shot. No, it's fairly high up. It's uh, it's pretty good size, and it's in the backyard here. So yeah, yeah that looked pretty cool. At first, I thought it was like the like a roof of a house. Yeah, and they yeah. they have to crawl up to one level. There, there's a, a ladder thing that goes up, yeah. and then there's one level, and then they can go up another uh, up through that level, and then get up to the top. And, did you uh, build that? Did you, did you it was that? actually when we bought the house. Uh, it was here when we bought the house, and the guy that w- when we bought the house, uh, he tried to negotiate. Uh, Taking it? T- taking it down, taking it. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. And I was like, nah, this Yeah, the people stay. that lived at this house before uh, my ex-wife and I bought it, It uh, there was like a little kid's house like that, a little smaller, but they took it. They took it, yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, it, I'm glad we kept it because it's, it's gotten a lot of use and the kids are still crawling all over it. So there's yeah, a few, those things are fun. Yeah, there's there's a couple uh, a couple of missing boards in there that I've got to I've got to do a little repair work on. I was crawling around looking at it tonight. And is, is it is it big enough for you to have like your own podcast studio in there? You could have a podcast studio. It's probably yeah? for them. Yeah, if there was if there was uh, electricity out there, it would huh. probably work. I, I, and we've we've actually given some thought to trying to. Uh, Expand it a little bit and turn it into some kind of a tiny house thing because you could, you could uh, make that sort of a that top part. If we could make that into like a, uh, like a you know sleeping area up there, would nice. be kind of cool. Yeah, it seemed like a kind of cool thing. I was like, what is that? Like, at yeah, first I'm like, it's a, it's I think it's high up. It's like a tiny little roof attic thing. Nope, nope, it's a treehouse. Yes, yeah, is, and that was the uh, th- three of my grandchildren were in there in mm-hmm. that in that photo. Cool. Luca, Natalie, and Milo. And wow. and, and uh, how how old are they in the two and a half, three to four and a half so, range? Luca and, and Natalie are basically Irish twins, you could say. They, yeah, they yeah, 11, um, 12 months apart. Yeah, and they both are in kindergarten. Uh, so Okay, so they're five. Uh, yeah, well, one Luca was Ish. actually, he, he went to alternative kindergarten, and they, they both ended up in, uh, in regular kindergarten. They do that alternative kindergarten thing first, and then... Oh, it's um, sort of like that kind of, almost like a double kindergarten deal. Yeah, yeah. Sort of, and, like, it's like it's... I, 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 yeah, we have stuff like, we've had stuff like that in our town. Yeah. And so then he, uh, so the, the two of them, uh, started kindergarten at the same time because, uh, his sister is, uh, she's, she's been very, uh, verbal, very, uh, she's like, I wouldn't, I don't know. You, you like to say advanced, but, um, she's, she's, yeah. Uh, I mean, she, she's ahead of the curve on where they think you might be at a certain point with, right. Yeah. Verbal yeah. skills and all of that, cognitive yeah, exactly. skills and all that stuff. I mean, when you get right down to it, sometimes that stuff doesn't matter many years from now. But right, exactly. It's, yeah. yeah, I mean, 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what does that mean if you haven't done anything in the rest of your life? Oh, when I was yeah. in, when I was in early kindergarten, I spoke better than everyone. Now I'm kind of slow. <laughs> like, well, yeah. I don't know. I haven't worked in seven years, but I was really smart on a five. I don't know why yeah, I'm talking like this. It's like Rugrats. You were doing your. Kind of I don't know. Your... <laughs> it's kind of like Paul Lind. If he was still doing a podcast. <laughs> he was the rat in Charlotte's Web, and he was the center square for many years. I don't do impressions, but <laughs> Paul Lynn should have a podcast. Paul Lynn would have had a great podcast. Had he I would have listened to every episode. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I tried to listen to, uh, have you ever listened to um, Macaulay Culkin's uh, podcast? I've listened to it. Um, you have? Yeah. I, I don't know if I got through a whole episode. Um, there was a lot of inside humor. I've heard him on some other stuff, and I like him. No, I do on... like him, too. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I'm like, I can't believe he's almost 40. Kevin yeah. McAllister from Home Alone is almost 40. Exactly, yeah. yeah. The, the reason I, I, I told the story is, is so my friend Evan McDonald, um, you know, he's the one that lives in Argentina. He's got that podcast, One Thing Real Quick. It's not one thing, and it's not real quick, but it's pretty good. It's good. It's a creative podcast interviewing creative people about creative things. I don't know, whatever. It's uh, design stuff. But anyway, he was telling me a story about how when he was younger, um, like eight years old, Home Alone was the big movie, and he mo- went, he moved. I can't remember what town he moved from one town to another, another state, and he told people that his name was Macaulay Culkin and uh and so you, and how we really identify with that and I was like and then I realized oh shit Ken, you have a podcast and Macaulay Culkin and I'm like I think your podcast may be doing better than Macaulay Culkin's like in terms of like in the because di- because he's an he's a what's his name Evan McDonald is a um he does a design podcast. It's creative, but it's in the design category. And I guess he's been getting pretty decent numbers in that category, you know, like top 10. Like, he's always hard on himself. I'm like, I was like, dude, I don't think that whatever category Macaulay Culkin is, is like child actors who don't do it anymore but make millions of dollars. I don't think he's doing as well as you are relative to the thing. You know what I mean? Like, it's fucking Macaulay Culkin. But I think, I think- it's such a crowded space. But I like what I listened to. It was he and Natasha Leone. What's that one? You know, she's in Russian Doll. She's Red in Russia now. Leone. Leone. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. She's just a kind of eccentric actress who's yeah. been around for a while, you know? And they've been friends for a long time. She's got like a weird affected accent. I don't know. It just seemed like Macaulay Culkin hanging out with his cool friends. Exactly. Yeah, like in L.A. And like you're like, what yeah. does that guy do? I think he just makes more money not having to act because he made so much money. You know, that kind of blows me away because it sounds like from the interviews I've heard with him that um, he did make that much money. And, you know, and then you think, well, you know, it's three movies, basically, you know, but I guess that sets you up. He did, he did more than that. but uh, Well, he, yeah, he did more than that. But I can't imagine, but I kind of vaguely remember that that time, like if you were a box office hit male actor, it was like you're making like $20, $20 million a movie for the most part right that, that may just be up front and then you may have had points and made money based on worldwide you know sales exactly yeah, right so right. you know and then if that money was invested well and you were smart about it, who knows you know i mean i i don't know i don't know what kind of a re- residual money can be really good 
Yeah, so he had he had some giant movies, and he had uh, and those are yeah like they're they're played regularly still uh, a lot, uh, and then he also had uh, he had some smaller stuff that wasn't he in something called he was like a creepy uh, the good son or something like yeah, that. yeah yeah he was in something like that right right yeah, yeah. so he, he had some stuff besides that so you know I guess uh, you know money's there that's that's kind of cool that that you can work that much and and uh and make that kind of that kind of money i guess so yeah um, yeah and apparently i i don't know if it's true i it was one of those things where you, you you get into that thing where someone mentions a name and you're like i haven't thought about that person in a while and you start to google and then you just start seeing things but you don't click on everything and it said at one point i saw something that he had passed on um the big bang theory you know that Chuck Lorre show with I, yeah, yeah, and uh, and it's just like oh, I guess that makes sense. I could see him in that, you know. And, but you know, at the same time, I mean, he'd be making even more money. But it seems like twenty-two episodes of a show like that could be a bit of a grind, you know. Yeah, I. It's you know, if he doesn't need the money, why? Yeah, I was just, just... no. But I mean, if if I didn't need money, I need money. And I just don't work. So unless the phone rings and they're like, we're going to pay you a lot of money to sit in a van and drive Academy Award winners around every now and again, like for 10 minutes. And then you just sit in the van for like 10 hours. And then maybe you drive someone else. They didn't win an Academy Award, but you got to drive them or whatever. You know, I would do that. So if you had money where, I don't know, you could pay your bills and I don't know, go out to a nice dinner every now and again and, and, buy like some nice things like or you know things that you like like a few new microphones a mixer like headphones whatever yeah i'm down yeah we were just talking about all the all the gear that we should buy and before we started this but yeah it's literally yeah you can you can buy a lot of gear uh, if you if you are into that kind of stuff so uh, i'm trying to decide here i was just looking uh the get up kids do you know who they are do you are you familiar with the, mm, the get up kids no all right i'm just uh, i've been trying to buy tickets here for for some events this this summer some some musical events and i'm, I'm trying to decide if i know who the get up kids are if this is something i should be should be going How, to see. Uh, why, uh, why are you are they coming through your town they're coming through and is it music uh, yeah, the Get Up Kids is music. It's a musical thing. Uh, they're going to be with uh, the Cloud Nothings. I love. I like the Cloud Nothings a lot. And the Whiffs. The Whiffs. I, I have no idea who that is. So I don't. I don't know. The Cloud Nothings you're familiar with. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I like the Cloud Nothings. All right. Um, I, 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 Let me see. The Cloud Nothings. I know a couple of their songs. Um, I used to. I, I heard them when I was listening to a lot of satellite radio. Cloud Nothings. I have no idea what they do. There's another show here uh, that is, uh, yeah, it says the Cloud Nothings are an indie rock band from Cleveland, Ohio. Uh, right. And so they've been around for a while. And uh, then the other band. Stay is- Useless. There are two songs that are I think are great. And these came out in 2012. Stay Useless and Wasted Days. All right. How about Clap Your Hands, Say Yeah? Have yeah, you I seen- know them. I, I know them. Yeah. I like them. 
I've been All listening right. to them a little bit. I, I, I'm that, uh, something about skin of your yellow teeth or something like that. Some song I, I'm familiar with that song. Yeah. So that, that I might get tickets to either one of those. And then we did get tickets to uh, Dawes D A W E S. Yeah, you've talked about them before. I, yeah. I'm vaguely familiar with them, but I don't know. Um, and I, you know, not only I think at one point I may have sent you a Cloud Nothing song a while ago. I'll have, to, I'll have to check Probably it out. Probably one of those two songs. Uh, got tickets. Okay, so to Dawes. Got tickets to Connor Oberst. Uh, Don't know the, much about him, but uh, what I've heard, I thought I liked. Bright Eyes. You know, that. that uh, yeah. he's the guy, the Bright Eyes guy. The Bright Eyes guy. And then we've got the tickets to Ani DeFranco. She has a book out, by the he, way. Uh, yeah, that's right. She does. I did read yeah, that. I heard um, the interview with her on NPR today. And I've got tickets to... Uh, me Without You and Cursive. Cursive is the band I want to see out of those two. I don't know much about them. So anyway, I've got some tickets bought for, for various things that, that I'm going to go to, none of which are George Thorogood and the Delaware Destroyers. <laughs> <laughs> Although if they showed up, maybe I'd, maybe I'd be okay with that. I'm not. Yeah. Uh, Ani DeFranco's uh, book is called No Walls and the Recurring Dream. It's a memoir. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, I don't know much about her music. I remember her from the her, early '90s. Her latest music, you don't know? No, you know? her her music back then. Well, yeah, back then, sure, yeah. But I, I I don't remember it. It was a little. It seemed a little bit more folky than I remembered. She I did. She's got there. a uh, a way of playing the guitar that's very uh, staccato-ish, sort of. She's got a. Uh, she's she's good. So I'm I'm looking forward to it. Um, yeah, and there's, there's a couple other smaller ones that I'm looking at here. Not that those are going to be huge, huge shows, but uh, um, we'll see. We've we've got an event here. There's there's kind of a um, there's kind of a uh, I'm trying to remember what it's called. Uh, there, there's kind of a music festival here that's uh, that takes place. Oh, it's called uh, Hinterland. Um, that is a uh, Iowa music festival that looks uh, actually like it's the way it's set up. It looks like it would be um, manageable, even for uh, somebody that like, I, I'm not sure I'm going to, you know, I wouldn't want to like do a Lollapalooza or something like that. I guess put it that way. Not that I wouldn't want to see the artists. I just want, wouldn't really want to mess with the, the whole hassle of the, the, you know, getting in and out and all that shit and, and everything. But this hinterland thing, they've got a pretty good lineup. They've got, uh, Hozier is, uh, playing there. Um, mm-hmm, they've got mm-hmm. Jason Isbell, uh, and, uh, the 400 unit, which is his band. Uh, Brandy Carlisle, who's getting a lot of, uh, a lot of attention. Casey Musgraves is going to be there. That should be good. Um, i trying to think of who else they've got. Dawes will be there at that. Um, they've got a bunch of other bands. A band that I really like called War and Treaty. These guys are amazing. Don't know those guys at all. And it's uh, They do sort of old school R&B. Like a, they're in their 20s, but they sound like they're... They, they time sound like travelers. They sound like they're time travelers. They sound like yeah. they're from the 70s. You know, yeah. From the, yeah. 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 We, we've got a musical festival down here in Asbury Park. It's uh, the second year I think they're doing it. It's called See Here Now. So it's S E A here, H E A R now. And uh, this September, September 21st through the 22nd, it's a weekend surf, music, and art music festival. They're Dave Matthews Band, the Lumineers. Uh, but they've got uh, Joan Jett and the Black Hearts, the B-52s, Bad Religion, Cat Power, 
Now, this is a band I like, St. Paul and the Broken Bones, if you've ever heard them. They're uh, actually going to be at this. Uh, are they? Hinter, they're one of the bands that's at this Hinterland thing. Yeah, Brick and Mortar are playing at this one, too. Mm-hmm. I don't know them. Heard of uh, them. But uh, I thought you would mention them. Blind Melon. I thought that dude died. Uh, that would be interesting. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, Pigeons playing ping pong. Never heard of them. Matt and Kim. I know who they are. Um, but yeah, it's. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to go though. But I, I think I, I showed this to Kylie. She could only. I think she only knew like two bands that were in this. Joan Jett and who else? No, she. I think <laughs> she thought she knew who she knew who the Luminaires were. Of course, she kind of knew who Cat Power were. Oh, and and Rainbow Kitten Surprise. It's a band that she really likes. I like them too. Pretty good. But uh, I don't know. I, the music is expensive. Uh, these live shows, these festivals. Even this, just seeing one artist is expensive. Yeah, yeah. This actually for tickets for this uh, hinterland thing. Let me look. So if you were to go one day, yeah, fifty nine bucks is all. Fifty nine three day festival pass. Just a regular three day general admission. Um, 135 but if you get into the vip stuff which is the way you'd probably want to go because everything there looks pretty pretty much uh you know that's where the you don't have to put up with all the you don't have to put up with the riffraff you know if you're in the vip stuff then it goes up to around 700 bucks for for the (laughs) vip stuff for three days so which you know god damn you know if you're gonna if you're gonna go really enjoy it you wouldn't kind of want to you want the nice seating area you want to you know they get catered food and stuff like that here here at the uh, uh there's been a big discussion going on at the university of iowa uh, with in regard uh, to football uh big 10 football and whether they should be serving beer at football games and uh they used to year many years ago there used to be uh, well, they didn't serve it, but they didn't care if you brought it in, uh, as long as it was in cans or uh, some sort of a container that wasn't, you know, wasn't a bottle. So you couldn't uh, bring in glass bottles, but they used to not uh, really, um, they, they weren't so uptight about it. And then, of course, we went through the mothers against drunk driving, uh, the, the mad years where, you know, they were trying to crack down on everything. Well, now that's, I think you're starting to see some of that kind of relax a little bit. And uh, the universities also are now looking at the, the idea that they can make a lot of money off this, I guess, is probably the the, the main idea, and uh, so they're starting to float the idea that I, I believe there may be a, a place or two in the Big Ten already that are that where beer is being sold. I think Minnesota does, um, probably Wisconsin, because that's uh, kind of bred into the culture up there, but. Um, they're, they're talking about doing it here for everybody. And the reason I say for everybody is because if you buy, if you, if you're, if you're, um, if you're well to do enough, if you've got the money to spend and you want to buy the, uh, the, uh, really good seats, the, the, um, the premium, uh, seats at the University of Iowa at the Kinnick Stadium, they've, they've had alcohol there for, uh, a few years already. If you're, if you're outside again, the riffraff, if you sit in the, in the good seats, they've got, Great concessions, better bathrooms, uh, air-conditioned areas, big-screen TVs you can watch stuff on in a corner if you want to, you know, step away from the uh, from the maddening crowd. Um, and you can order drinks. You can get alcohol, mixed drinks. You can get beer, all of that. But those are where you're paying the, the places where you're paying, you know, exorbitant ticket levels where somebody's probably paying in those areas. Oh, uh, by the time you do all the donations that are required. 
just to get the chance to get the tickets and then parking and everything, you're probably in the range of about uh, $8,000 per year per ticket uh, for, you know, for the season. For, um, but, uh, you know, it's there there already you know if, if you're it's it's socioeconomics we've got we've got uh, we've got stratification that occurs in society and people with um, at, at the upper stratas <laughs> they're already there they're, they're already doing this stuff it's just the rest of us that are that are having the discussions should we make it legal <laughs> uh, as if yeah it's already there mm-hmm. so I don't know. I, I if I were gonna go again, I used to have season football tickets. Would I pay that kind of money to go for the you know to sit in the in the great seats and and build a drink beer? I probably would not, but I understand why people do completely. I, I don't necessarily think I'd enjoy the experience though. I mean, like I it's well, so like when you went to the to the show at the was it the was it at Madison, Madison Square Garden or somewhere you went and the guy had the uh, the really great box thing. Oh, uh, well, so so okay, so uh, I saw two concerts at Madison Square Garden in the last couple of years. One was uh, the I think the Cure was just straight up. We had decent seats, you know. It was like not on the floor, but like one level up, but decent. Um, and and then. The one that you're referring to is the Depeche Mode concert. Oh, that's right. Okay. And it was – so the Cure was much better uh, show. I thought the Cure was is also a better band. I'm, I'm fine with Depeche Mode, but whatever. It's like the uh, – we had um, some sort of corporate box, a decent corporate box. And I have no idea what the tickets cost because I didn't pay a penny. right? And so the suite, I think there may have been about – eight to 12 of us in the suite. We had at least one like full on bartender. And then there was someone coming in and bussing. We had food. It was sushi. The food was good. And we could just pop out a door and go into our seats. And the only people that had access to those seats were us, you know, and, and I think inside there may have been monitors for the concert. Right. Mm -hmm. So you could actually see. uh, Yeah. It was okay. You know, it was, I don't know. I don't know what I would rather have, you know. It's, uh, it was a good experience. It was fine. Um, I don't know. If I had to pay for the ticket, though? Yeah. No. Like, I, I mean, even when I have to pay for a ticket, even if it's like a general admission decent, like just where you can get whatever seat you're going to get to see a band that I love. Mm-hmm. I probably won't even do it. <laughs> it's like I'm like, yeah, like, I see like, what you're saying. I, like, I Ma- do. like Morrissey is playing right now. I like I like the Smiths a lot better than I like Morrissey. Like mm-hmm. I think Johnny Mars is a great guitarist, you know, and, and 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 I think Morrissey is fine. But I've I've seen Morrissey before, and the show was okay. Um, and he does Smith songs, but he's playing on Broadway, right? So this is like a thing now, right? Um, he's not the only one doing this. Uh, and I think he's doing like eight shows. He may have maybe playing tonight. So it's like a typical Broadway theater, right? And they probably just don't have a show in there. And so a friend of mine went, he, he sent me video from it. It looked great. looked fine. I looked at the tickets. I was like, you could probably get tickets for like the bet, like the lowest price tickets were about 80 bucks. I'm like, eh, I'm not going to go. It's just by the time I, I my friend said that 
I don't know how many drinks he had, but he said he, he, I think he said his drinks cost more than his ticket. And he, it's, he's not hurting for money. It's not the issue. You know what I mean? It's just like by the time he go now he happens to live in Manhattan, and he was home within twelve minutes. You know? Okay. And on the way there, he was you know probably in his seat within twenty. He's not. Yeah. He doesn't have to worry about parking or any of that stuff. Right. Whereas it, for me, it's like if I decided to stay in, I'd have to stay at someone's place or stay over. You know, it's a whole different thing. You know, it's like uh, Bjork is playing a bunch. She's playing at this new venue at the Hudson Yards. You know, this new project in Manhattan that finally opened with that like, I don't know what it's called, but it's like that big structure. It's a whole thing. It's it's a giant like overpriced mall with corporate offices and i don't know but there's this like one concert venue and i think uh that i've heard is the one one of the few good things about this place you know in terms of the architecture and what the the space itself and uh bjork is doing some sort of bjork performance art music thing swan uh, yeah, recreation what, or <laughs> something. I, yeah, it, it 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 is something like that. Are you familiar with it, or did you talk about it, or did you just Google? No, it I just remembered what what did she wasn't it was she went on something way back in the day. Oh, way back, with yeah, her but swan but, outfit on, you know. Yeah, she did. Yeah, whatever that was. I don't know. I, I she's never. I've tried to warm up to her as far as listening and trying to figure out what her deal was all about, and I think she's too. Uh, she's just a little too cultured for me. I, I couldn't ever quite could never quite sink my teeth into it. Um, and then just uh, like uh, about an hour and a half ago, I heard a song from the same era that I haven't heard in probably ten years. Um, and, uh, it sounded really, really good to me. And I was kind of embarrassed because it sounded so good to me. Uh, I heard Paula Cole doing where have all the cowboys gone? <laughs> I don't know if I know that. <laughs> you I'd know have to hear it. Yeah. You, you know it. It was, I mean, I know huge. the name and uh, I don't know the song. Though. Hang on a second. Hang on. I'll, 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 I'll look it up here. We I probably shouldn't do this, but no, don't play it. Don't play it. I'll, 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 just, I'll I can I, do it no, for two seconds. No, two seconds of. No. Of Paula Cole. No, no. No. Uh, no. Let's see if we can do this. Hang on. Um, Paula Cole. Is that what it's called? Where have all the cowboys gone? I, I think don't it's, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. Hang you on. say Let so. Let me see. Uh, how would I do this? All right. So there's... Uh, what, 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 this is... You're talking the early 90s? 90s. Yeah. Oh, wait. This is some uh, live version. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Yeah, I know this song. Sure. All right, that's all we need. <laughs> that's it. That's it. I'm going to do that all. I'm not going to be able to sleep tonight. I'm going to be like. How much time do we have left? Hold on. Hold on. Right. Oh, we got like 25 minutes. I say we just do that. Just it's so sad. Music is sad. It sounded really good to me when I heard it. I was like, I'm sure why, is, why does this that, sound so good? I don't know why. Every once in a while, though, the 90s, I, 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 they're. they're underrated uh, you know i think as when we get back and start looking back at decades of music the 90s are gonna 90s are gonna do okay too i'm i i like uh, uh, i can point at any decade i guess and find find stuff i like but uh yeah 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 there's plenty there's plenty it's i think it's the popular stuff that sometimes you're like what happened here like in the 80s like some of the artists from the 70s 
when they transitioned in the 80s, you're like, what are, what are they doing? Like David Bowie in the 80s, like, what, what is this? What version of Bowie is this? I mean, then if you look back, you're like, oh, he perfected it. That's that's what Bowie should have been at that point in terms of his look and the style and the whole thing. But there was a little spot in the 80s for, like, what was top 40 stuff there. Like, what it, I don't know. I mean, I was a kid, you know. I mean, everything seemed fake to me. You know, at that age, like when I was, uh, when Reagan was president, I, I genuinely thought that Reagan would be on TV from Hollywood. Like, I thought that was like a studio. It probably, it probably was, <laughs> actually. <laughs> I just thought he lived in L.A., and I didn't know much about Reagan. I mean, I, like, you know, Bedtime for Bonzo, I think I remember my grandfather watching that on TV once. And, yeah, I just, I didn't really pay attention. You know, and when when this current uh, the stuff that's going on currently, you know, with with our, our president and everything, when when people start thinking this is the craziest thing that's ever happened, we're in, we're in this uh, situation mm-hmm. where we're mm-hmm. doing these things now that um, we've never done before. No. Yeah, just think back. It doesn't. You don't have to go back very far. You can go back to no. it, Ronald Reagan, and uh, yeah. It's, no, I was I was listening to something really good about fake news. Like back in, um, I can't remember. It was, well, it wasn't Hamilton. It, it was Andrew Jackson. I don't remember, but there was this whole thing. Like there was like full on fake news. Like, you know, back at the beginning of this country's history. How would they ever yeah, total yeah. propaganda? Yeah. How would they ever track anything down? You know, whether it was true or not. Either there's, it's not like you know today where we have pretty good. Yeah. If you you, you pull some kind of shit, you know that uh, you're you're in all likelihood you're on camera at at least somebody's gonna at least have some sort of a a, a glimpse of what you're up to and. Uh, it's, it's like back then they could do anything so yeah it doesn't surprise me not at all and uh yeah it's crazy so uh tori uh our uh, our daughter uh who is uh, just turned 16 years old she's uh, learned this lesson here recently she was with uh, uh she got in trouble with some kids at school uh actually uh, she's had a, a little run run a little spate of uh, of troubling issues here in the last uh, couple weeks um and she's kind of uh, got her on house arrest right now um still haven't you uh, have her so she's she's got some sort of lockdown she's like yeah she can go to school she can yes. go to school yes can she drive to school no no the driving privileges are uh, driving is shut down shut down for a while we'll see how it goes but yeah <laughs> she hasn't yeah she hasn't done much uh-huh. and, uh, she was with uh, apparently a uh, a group of kids at school there was some sort of a beef going on between uh, a f- one of her friends uh close friends and uh, some other kid that uh, I don't know who this kid is exactly, but um, they were uh, having some sort of a, of a, a and the thing was apparently um, uh, her, her friend had uh, gone in on uh, she and three or four other uh, girls uh, had gone in on they're going to buy some weed from this um, from this other party. Right, and so they all pooled their money and gave this girl their money. I, I, uh-huh. I don't know how. I, don't, I, I already it doesn't it doesn't sound like this is going to play out well. Right, so so um, uh, uh, it, it really doesn't play out well when you're hearing the story while you're sitting in a uh, principal's office. <laughs> 
hearing hearing uh, the truth wait, come wait, out. Wait, this is this is you you were this is the first time you're hearing the story was in the principal's office. Um, all of it in its entirety. There are there are bits and pieces. <laughs> there are bits and pieces, and then you were trying to piece it together, and you're like, "This is futile." Well, <laughs> the, the the school had enough stuff going on that they were able to. Um, uh, they when they when they pull the girls into different rooms, basically kind of like the the police technique, uh, almost you know where you oh, yeah. get, get one kid to say something. They start selling out. They start yeah, telling the truth. They start yeah. They are start telling different <laughs> yeah. stories. In once different, once one of them tells a little version of the truth or something different, the floodgates are open. Yeah, and they just walk in the other room and say, you know, Tori yeah. told me this, and then pretty right. soon the floodgates open. Then everybody's trying to save themselves and whatever. Um, now, were you, were you, now, who was in the uh, principal's office to hear this? You, your wife, Rachel, uh, Tori as well? And a bunch of parents. Tor, Tor, oh, all of the parents in one room? Uh, at various times. Uh, yeah, I, I don't yeah. know how I feel about that. Like, I kind of want to, like, I would... Uh, it was different, Different. Uh, you know, some, okay. some one-on-one stuff and some, uh, right. some kind of uh, let's address the group as to what we found out sort of okay. thing that went on. So um, there was a group of uh, four, four girls. Tori wasn't one of those four girls that had, okay. that they had gone in on, um, they had put their money together, uh, their parents' money, because <laughs> none, uh-huh. none of them have jobs, so... Um, they had put a, a they had come up with a certain amount of money which was not really disclosed um, but uh, the they gave this money to this girl who was supposed to get them weed the girl never got them the weed and she never got them she never gave them their money back she just was gonna keep their money and um, so um, the friend of Tori's who was one of the four who wanted to uh, exact some revenge and get back at this girl, um, got into Tori's car. They were driving across a parking lot. I guess there were like three or four kids in the car. Not the, not the three or four that went in on the weed, but three other kids and um, the girl who was a part of this weed purchase <laughs> gone bad. Right. As they were going across the parking lot, she said, stop, there's so-and-so's car, the girl who uh, who had stiffed her for the weed and still had her money. She said, stop. She jumped out of the car, ran over to this girl's car. Who The girl wasn't in it, but she ran over to her car and uh, I guess produced a um, knife out of her purse or pocket or somewhere and punctured one of the girl's tires. Just you know, one? Just Yeah, flattened a tire. Jumped, wow, back yeah. in, jumped back in the car. Sure. And took off. Well, this is in a school parking lot, so of course it's yeah. going to be videoed. You know, there's sure, there's camera, camera. cameras yeah, all sure. over. Yeah. So it took them a little while, the administration, to to figure this out. First, you know, they, the girl came and said, and somebody had punctured her tire, and her parents <laughs> were with her, and they they you know they just put did uh-huh. their police work and figured yeah. this out, and pretty soon yeah. you got kids all in trouble. Uh, uh-huh. And so uh, some other stuff came out. Apparently, there was some sort of an egging. They they threw eggs at the kid's house. Uh, the at, same. At, they they threw it at the. The girl who stole the money didn't produce the weed. Yes, yeah, and her. yeah, right. Okay, yeah. Right. So there was some egging going on and some right. stuff like that. So there's there's been a lot of uh, back and forth between uh, the school right. and the parents and uh, uh-huh. yeah. So um, and um, she actually did did uh, she uh, um, she has a uh, an acquaintance at school who I wasn't there, but her mother was with her. This, this who has an this is Tori has an acquaintance. Tori has an acquaintance at school that uh, they were leaving the school, and when yep. she, this kid yelled at her and. Uh, 
Yeah, it was a, a boy yelled at her, "Hey, Tori!" And and Tori went to go. Uh, she's with her mom, and this is after they were trying to clear some of this stuff up. Uh, she's with her mom, and uh, the kid yelled, "Hey, Tori, come here!" And, and Tori started to run over to this kid to say hello. And uh, her mom was with her. Her mom looked down and noticed that the kid was at school, uh, wearing an ankle monitor uh, uh, thing was on his on his ankle in clear clear view and uh her mother just she, rachel said she walked up to the kid stuck her finger like in the kid's face and yelled no <laughs> <laughs> and the kid uh-huh. just like what you know and she goes uh-huh. no uh-huh. And, and anyway so um she's on a short leash she's on a really short leash right now so yeah i, I did <laughs> she's on a short leash but okay <sighs> I mean, what did she really do? She's driving her friend, and her friend says, "Pull over." Like, I mean, she on both of these instances, uh, both of the instances, the egging and the pullover thing. She was basically the person with the car, uh, and she was basically the getaway driver. She's she's been the getaway driver twice. Yeah, okay. I mean, yeah. the, the, I'm not saying. Look, I'm not saying she should get a gold star for any of that. Right, right. But at the same time, it's like okay, it's. It seems like a, a a a bad road to go down. Yes, with these type of kids, her, some of these yeah, kids, her choice of of the kids that she's hanging around with, and her grades have also been shit. So. Right? Yeah. To me, <laughs> I don't know what it's like in in two thousand and nineteen, but those kids the kids that put their money together or their parents money together to buy weed from the kid who again fucks them over right um these don't even if they come from good families these don't sound like the kind of kids that are getting the best grades doing well in school you know what i'm saying like it, yeah, it doesn't exactly. seem like you it and and like the kid even if the kid didn't do it he did. If the kid's wearing an ankle bracelet, an ankle monitor of some sort, at, yes, in high school, in high school, yeah. in high school, this I, I now I, I I don't know. Okay, so I read about this. Yeah. Okay, this is a this is a new. Uh, you can you can okay the police you obviously provide these in in some instances for <laughs> for uh, uh, citizens uh, let's say we'll put it that way so there there's that way it can happen but there's also a big cottage industry right now that's going on where if uh, John Craig decides I need to keep an eye on my son or daughter and I can't be assured as to their whereabouts in the manner that I would wish, you can actually go and get one of these. There's services now. There's companies okay. that will that will will come out and send you. I don't know if they send it to you or if they actually come out and put it on the kid. And if you want to keep track of where your uh-huh. kid's at 24-7 uh-huh. and really yeah. know where they're at, put uh-huh. the leash on. They'll do that. And it's, Why don't I just get a fucking ship and put it in my kid's fucking neck? Well, you know, like, there's like, people that are probably going to be doing that. I, I, okay, it is, it, okay, John, it exists already. I mean, kids are walking around with a phone pretty, for the most part. You pretty much if, you know, you pretty much know where they're at now anyway. Yes. I, I, do, you, do you use Find My iPhone or Find Friends for your kids on a regular basis? Uh, we have it as an option if we needed to, as far right, as but ha- my, I guess my point is, and I'm not saying I'm a great dad. I'm not saying that I know everything. I'm actually, uh, it, th- I, I think that kids 
really need to live, experience life, and have some level of privacy and autonomy. And despite us having a tracking device that we pay for that's on their person 99.9% of the time, right? Unless you have a school policy where they have to put right. their phone in the locker. Yeah. For the most part, it's really close to them, and they're on it quite a bit. Exactly. I don't rely on it. There have been times where I was at work and I wasn't sure, like Cameron had missed the bus a couple of times. So I would do find my iPhone, log in, and make sure that he was on the bus, right? You know, because I know that he's probably, it's like a 20 minute ride to school. He's maybe asleep because, you know, they was different times. And, and I, I don't know. I, I, I don't want to say I would never do that. But it scares me that 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 would be the resort, the last resort. I you here know. I okay. So we do have this Life three hundred and sixty app on, yeah, the, on yep. the girls' phones. Yeah, talked about it. And uh, as far as like sitting on it, monitoring it, you know, looking at it much. Um, when we first put it on, I probably looked at it more than we do than I we do now. But um, I think that there's, uh, I guess. Um, the way I look at it is, it's a good tool to have if you if you need it, uh, if you want to go look at it, or you can use the Find My iPhone. It's uh, pretty much uh, you know pretty pretty similar, although not in real time. I think if if you have uh, if you're having problems, it's really a great thing to have in place already. If something like this uh, happens, I and I, as far as the idea that kids have autonomy, have uh, actual privacy, have the ability for nobody to know where they're at, uh, at you know, at any given time. Um, I, I, I rem clearly remember when I was about, um, I, I don't know, probably 17 or 18 years old, and I went on a, uh, uh, I didn't tell my, uh, my parents where I was going, my mother where I was going. I went on some sort of a, a trip with some friends and uh, ended up uh, kind of, off uh, in a direction that was completely unplanned, and I remember thinking, nobody. There was a, there was a, a time where nobody I knew had any idea where I was at. I remember how weird that felt, and um, I don't think for most kids that they're ever going to get that experience in today's world. I, I just don't think. I think we've gotten we've moved past that with, with the devices that are out there and the way things. Oh yeah, you, you yeah, talked yeah. About the chip I agree with that. you. I don't, I don't yeah. think you can you can turn it back. Like there was, I don't know if you watched Dark uh, Black Mirror. I watched a couple of them, and I got so creeped out by the, the couple that I watched. I, it was, Did, it was not, it wasn't really a pleasant thing for me to watch. I, I, I didn't. I, I was just, right. right. So, so Black Mirror is sort of a modern Twilight Zone type anthology series. Uh, I think there are four seasons. It's a British series, but it's a Netflix co-production. I believe. And in season four, there's an episode called Archangel, A-R-K Angel. And uh, apparently Jodie Foster directed it. I did not realize that. But so uh, Black Mirror is usually some sort of dystopian society, future, technology. It's really a lot about technology and social media and just where we're going with things. AI, and, yeah. and this one is one that's where the mother has a baby and she literally chips the kid and puts something where she can follow and see her daughter's entire life and that's one of the and, ones i've seen and, yeah. and 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 it is this is one that really really threw me right me and, too and anytime <laughs> like anytime i've had some level of inclination 
to track my kids or find something out like surreptitiously, whatever. I would rather just talk to them and ask them. And, and like, like even last night, Cameron, Cameron broke up. I, I don't, I shouldn't talk about this much, but my son, uh, broke up with his girlfriend. Right? Okay. Now he had been, he had pretty much planned to whatever. I don't want to get too deep into it, but this is, they've been together. They've, I think they've been dating for over a year, maybe close to a year and a half. And when you think about that at 15, 16, that's a fair amount of time. And they, you know, talk every day, text every day, but they go to different schools, don't necessarily see each other every day, but probably at least once a weekend or every other weekend, depending on how busy they both are. And his prom is coming up. I guess his junior prom is coming up this Friday, May 10th. And uh, he kind of had a sense that he was like kind of done, you know, like, and man, I guess he was on the phone with her for a couple of hours. His mom said, hey, I, Cameron's not answering his door. Like he's one answer. He said he was busy. He's on the phone, whatever. So I checked in with him last night and he was, he seemed fine, but I could just get a sense. I could just feel his energy and his mom wasn't home and he opened up to me and told me about it. I gave him a hug, asked him a couple of questions. He opened up to me a little bit. And so I, I just didn't want to be on top of him, you know what I mean? Like, let him experience this thing. Like, even though he wanted to break up, it's still breaking up is hard to do. You know, it's it's something that I, I you know, his experience is his experience. And, and I should just be there, you know, and, and not be all nosy like even when his when i called his mom and told him and she answered the phone she had it on speakerphone uh, our daughter kylie was in the car with her and i said can you take me off speakerphone like you know i mean it's like it's fine kylie's probably gonna find out right but at the same and as a matter of fact kylie follows cameron's girlfriend on snapchat right now i don't know how his ex-girlfriend posts on snapchat but I don't know. Even if you don't post that kind of stuff, it's an outlet, right? It's an outlet to vent or to share or, right, you yeah. know, or, you know, it's sometimes it's easy to, to, it would seem for kids, teenagers, I don't follow, I don't follow teenagers unless they're my kids, you know, um, you know, there are kids in my community that followed me on Instagram and I'm like, fuck, I don't now I got to change how I post. Like what the fuck, you know, like, um, you know, but I, I would think that even if you see changes in patterns, you might get a sense that something's going on, you know, like there are these red flag posts, right? It's like, this is not how this person normally posts, but at the same time, it's not really, I am talking about, about it on the podcast, but not in the personal, I don't want to talk about it on the personal side of it. It's just as sort of as like our, our role as parents and then this technology that is afforded to us that we have, but I don't think that that should be the, I think there should be some level of respect and trust from parents and kids, you know, it's a sort of earned two way street. Yeah. I wonder how long it'll be before there will be some implantable, really true, something truly some, you know, you talk about the chip thing. There's, there's, that's just, it's, it can't be far. There's people that are going to do it there. They're, I guess there probably already are. There's just no doubt people are, are going to want to do that. I, 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 I don't. I. It's. I don't know. I just. Uh, I don't know. It's. It's something that. Uh, 
I mean, it's I the, couldn't it's imagine the, doing it. I couldn't imagine doing it. It's the downside of of uh, of the, the all this technology that we have is is that you know stuff like that. It, 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 even the idea that it, it exists, but you know that we also have this wonderful, uh, you know, the opposite side of that. We have all this access to this information, but um, when you, I think what's you know at some point when we'll have the ability to have some of this, you know, uh, this, some of the supercomputer stuff, you know, that where it's, in, in, and now I, however they do it, whether it's an implantable thing where I don't have to go to my phone to look something up, I can just, uh, you know, access it through, you know, the, uh, the button in my head, which would be much easier than, than having to do that. I can th- think about, you know, uh, whatever, you know, what does, uh, you know, Casey Musgraves sing and then, have the device play it for me in my head you know obviously people are going to want if technology if technology like that exists they're going to be people that are going to go sign me up you know commercials and all sign me up i don't care i I don't remember when i don't i i i know when i got my first iphone i got it in 2007 not when it came out in over the summer in june or july but i got it in september of that same year and i remember early on if you'd go to a i remember going to a bar and or a restaurant wherever and being out and like you get into a conversation and you try to remember something and then i remember uh, inevitably someone would pull out their phone and they would look it up and that would be more and more and then it got to a point where I was just like, there was this, I personally had a pushback to be like, I don't want to look it up. You know what? I'd rather look it up later or just try to remember or kind of kick it old school. You know, like I want to know, is it up there? Is it filed away somewhere deep? Right. Or maybe it'll hit me three hours later. Yeah. I I don't know. It depends on what the thing is. It would be cool if you could get everybody to do that, but we, that, that ship has sailed a long time ago. I, I, I just, I don't know how soon it's going to happen, but I think uh, it, this stuff is going to be just, there, there, the technology will exist. Uh, um, one of the first things to get people talked into the idea of this is going to be, you can just have this in your head, uh, in our, or wherever they, wherever they put the chip and, uh, Okay. You just, if you imagine, yeah, okay, I, if you think about it, okay, uh, uh, Tori's location, boom, she's on 3rd Avenue Southeast right now, uh, traveling at 40 miles per hour. If I don't even have to look at my phone for that, if I can just, you know, think about it or, or whatever, and the device tells me without, you know, without a, a, even having to access the device, that's not far off. Well, I mean, you you know, Cameron, uh, Cameron is a type 1 diabetic, and I've talked about this before, and he has, uh, he has two devices on him at all times and literally attached to his body. Um, one is a, a glucose monitor, right, that monitors his blood sugar levels. And then the other one is, a, is an insulin pump, right? So based on his blood sugar levels, it'll, you know, send in uh, insulin. When you have type 1 diabetes, your pancreas doesn't work, your body doesn't produce insulin, et cetera, so you need to have insulin. So um, so there's this, the glucose monitor is this company, I think it's called Dexcom, right? And, and they have an app. So his, I've talked about this before, where the device communicates, his device that's attached to him communicates with his cell phone over Wi-Fi or Bluetooth, right? It's either its own Wi-Fi network. And then when the levels go low or go high, his mom, myself, and Kylie get alerts. And sometimes that's good because Cameron's a heavy sleeper. Right? So it could be the middle of the night, 2, 3 o'clock in the morning, 
and his uh, glucose levels are, you know, they should be at 100, but they're like at 375 and going up, right? So that's a case where here there's this amazing technology, and to me that's not helicopter parenting. That's like fucking just being on top of something, right? It's and I appreciate that it's that it exists and and I'm particularly like it's good for, you know, when he goes away to college. You know, I don't know how much he's gonna drink or what kind of trouble he's gonna get into or what kind of crap he's gonna you know carby crap he's gonna put into his body. Right. And then I mean now if he's not hearing the alert on his phone, is he gonna answer his phone? Right. Well, so, yeah. And if if okay, so he's at college. If the, as the technology advances, he's at college, and you get this alert, and so you, however, the alert arrives, and so you're like, uh, where is he? So uh, you know, you you, you want to communicate with him. He's not picking up, and so he's not picking up. So uh, you know, as the technology, is he in where, where room, where is where he? where is he located? What's what can what's Cameron's location? Uh, he's at the Sigma Row House or right. <laughs> whatever, whatever, you know, right. whatever, you know, what, what's the address, you know, what city is this? And this thing will be able to tell you this stuff uh, really easily, right. uh, really quickly. And, um, yeah, so. Right. I mean, so you're, you're with some of it, we're talking about some life-saving technology, right? You know, yeah. potentially. Yeah. And, but, you know, so you got the life, life-saving technology, but, you know, it, I think people are going to also use it for you know every everything else in the world. They're just going to want to know where everybody's at. You know, that's it. I mean, it, it's like uh, there was that TV show, The Facts of Life. You know, Mrs. Garrett. You know, you take the good, you take the bad, you take them both, and there you have the facts <laughs> of life. You know, I mean, I learned that at a young age. It's the one thing I remember from the eighties. So, which girl did you have the hots for? All of them. All of them, really? Um, Tootie? Tootie? Tootie. Ben Tootie over? Have I, have I ever, with her roller skates, have I ever done my impression of Mrs. Garrett on here? I remember uh, the guy that does the, uh, at the end of the show, that does the little song, the sing out for us. He does, uh, he does, what's her name? Mrs. Garrett? Is that it? Is? Mrs. Garrett. Mrs. Yeah. Garrett, yeah. Um, I've, I've heard his impression. Uh, of, of Mrs. Garrett, but I've not heard yours, so. Oh, no, mine is just like this. It was just every single episode. So basically, for those of you who don't know the the, um, the facts of life, it was a show in the early 80s uh, to the mid to late 80s where there was like the house mom at this boarding school, and that was played Mrs. Garrett. Was it Edna Ray? No. I don't, I don't know. remember her name. Um, I should know her name. Um, she's recently passed away, but but uh, she so actually she was she, her character was spun off like because she was um, Charlotte Ray. Charlotte Ray. Oh man, did you just Google that? Yes. <laughs> I just mixed up two her people. location. All right, give, me, give me Charlotte Ray's location. She's <laughs> so in the Charlotte, grave. Charlotte Ray was on. Uh, you remember Different Strokes? What yeah. you talking about, Willis? Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, Mrs., yeah, yeah. Mr. Drummond, rich guy, and he and he and he like adopts like two young, young African American boys, uh, and uh, Mrs. Garrett was the housekeeper, like the the house mom, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then she had a spinoff show called The Facts of Life, and it was a boarding school, and I think she played the same character. And there were uh, a lot of, in the first season, there were, like, uh, what's her name? Uh, Pretty in Pink. What's that one? Molly Ringwald was on in the first season. Was she really? And there were other girls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, and then in the second season, it was just the four of them. It was um, Blair, who was, like, the rich 
the rich white girl with blonde hair mm-hmm. um joe who was uh, yeah, nancy mckeon she's kind of uh, the uh, the hoodlum sh- hoodlum she was right. She was like a, a street. tomboy, street New York, yeah, motorcycle riding one, like real fuck you punk rock attitude. And then um, Natalie, is that Mindy Cone? Mindy Cone was Natalie. She was kind of like the chubby, wacky one, and just sweet. And and then there was Tootie, who was just. Like, she was younger than the rest of them or seemed very, she was an innocent. You know, she had pigtails, she wore roller skates. And and it was just really the four of them. Um, See, I got got Natalie and and I was thinking Tootie. When I said Tootie, uh, I was thinking Natalie. You got them confused. got them confused. I I was Mm -hmm. figuring you would probably like Natalie. I don't know. No, no, no. I mean, I I like, uh, I like Joe. Joe, you like the street street girl? Nancy McKeon. I like, yeah, yeah, I liked her. I thought it was, I mean, Blair too. I mean, she was like your traditional hot girl. But uh, but anyway, so every episode, there was always a misunderstanding because that was every sitcom in the 80s. You know, like Three's Company was, well, that was 70s, early 80s. But but still, there was always a confusion there. Mm-hmm. And, and because Tootie was like the young one and the innocent, they would usually get busted. Like there was uh, an episode, I remember... Um, uh, they were smoking weed, like they got caught for like, and and Blair had like a lipstick container that was a fake lipstick container, and you could put like a joint in it. And then there was another one where, and the reason that they got caught was, I guess you remember Reagan was the president at the time, and Reagan was he really loved um, uh, jelly beans, and so Tootie took a bong and she filled it with jelly beans. Okay. Mm, nice. And that's how Mrs. Garrett caught them for the that was that's how I remember it. I don't know if that's true, but that's how I remember it. So every episode they would get in trouble for something and Tootie was the one that gave it up. And every and Mrs. Garrett had this like red hair and it was kind of up in this like messy bun, kind of like the way my hair was like a year ago. I'll, I'll tweet a picture out or something. I don't do tweeter, but tweeter. Um and and so so Mrs. Garrett would do this sort of Macaulay Coke and Home Alone thing and she would just show up and they would cut to an extreme close up of of <laughs> of Charlotte Ray as Mrs. Garrett and and it was just like this is the big reveal at the end of the episode right before they dramatically broke to a commercial in this like crazy sitcom and she put her hands on her face kind of like you know Kevin McAllister Macaulay Culkin in Home Alone and she would go like and that ladies and gentlemen is our show Let's let Mr. Big Voice take us out. Thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoyed Unbecoming of Age. Bonus content at unbecomingofage.com. Subscribe on iTunes or your favorite podcatcher. Find us on social media at Unbecoming of Age. And sometimes when we touch.